Vagina abs to stick. That sounds so awful. Daddy, what's that? Cyborg, I want to no. point out that you can't say the word wolf. You said night wolf before, and it's pissed me off ever since. No beta code. I'm surprised. Not bowing down to the con. That's a paddling. <laughs> hey, Cyrax boy, guess what? Who Personal... the fuck doesn't like Yoshi? <laughs> I don't like Yoshi. <laughs> what the fuck? How do we feel about Tremor? Because I gotta say this. I want to see him come. Yes, but it's because I'm actually paying in a bucket at the bottom of my seat. So mm. like, ah. Nitara's design. You know, you're saying Nitara again. Oh shit! Thank Just you. let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm on so many drugs at the moment. Great. Glad to hear it. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm done being serious. We can talk about the taste of cock again. If that's what you guys want to. <laughs> Wait. What? This is my fucking ass hanging out. What, bitch? We're not recording right now. We're not recording, of course not. Wondering. Nobody's gonna listen to this. I hear from, like the sound of like bolts being loaded into a chamber and like shots being fired. Is it like an air gun? I don't. I'm hearing like Russian roulette, like right up next to the light. What's going on? Yep, definitely taking shots with a rifle. Welcome back to the Nethercast. I am Cyborg, and I am joined as always by Senor Temp. Monsieur Shad and Ohohoho Razer. <laughs> Wait, why does he get the French intro? Episode 82. Hey, if you haven't you heard Monsieur, by that's... now, let me uh, crank up crank up the jam. Or is that? Pump I mean, you up? guys got words that mean Mr. and I just got a noise. <laughs> <laughs> you got a French noise? Oh, is Monsieur not French? <laughs> I I guess, but yours sounded more French. Mine was just it, happened to be a did. French word. It did, didn't it? It's funny how that works. You guys <laughs> ruined everything. <laughs> it's all we know how to do. I'm gonna pinch my nipples because of you. This is your fault. Alright, let's move on. Uh, what I was gonna say is if you haven't heard already, if you haven't caught the previous episodes or you just don't care... Well, I mean, that's up to you. That's your choice. You know what? You live your life. You do you. I don't, I'm not about that life personally. You know what I like? I like Discord. So go ahead and uh, join the Discord channel. I know I said I'd put it in the description on the last video, which I think I failed to do. And I might forget to do it in this one too. But uh, if you go onto the Facebook. <laughs> if he fails, just type a comment out now, folks. And it's like paste it in the YouTubes. And then maybe we'll remember. Yeah, or if we'll try. Razor, Shad, or anybody else that's listening want to, uh, you know, throw the link there in the, uh, the YouTube comments, feel free to do so. That would be awesome. We'll okay. go ahead and... Um, I'm, uh, make... I'm making a note right now, but I've already forgotten what you said. Remind of the thing in the YouTubes. Just smash that keyboard, sir. We'll and just move along. The, All right. Putting pops. So anyways, okay. if you come onto the Discord that we have for the Nethercast, you can go ahead and listen live, which is fun. Uh, you can join the show there towards the end when we take uh, or we bring people on to talk with us about whatever the hell they want to talk about. It can be silly, it can be serious, whatever you want. Uh, and you can post questions that we'll answer towards the end of the show as well. So it's always a good time here on the Discord, plus we have plenty of people commenting and talking about several things. We got a spoiler section. All that good stuff. Let's move on to the episode. So today we are finishing out our four parts series, and that's four, the number four, 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 like, and shut the fuck up. Oh, there goes our monetization. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Thanks for the $23. 
<laughs> yeah. It went towards an Ebo. Yes. It's that, going to good places. To, did you say Evo? Ebo, not Evo. What the hell's an Ebo? An Ebo is a little vibrating instrument which you use on your oh, guitar. Oh, righty makes, then. We'll move on your right guitar, along. On your we'll guitar. Move just you really, right along. You're not going to get to finish that. <laughs> I knew the risks when the word left my mouth. Beforehand even, and I just didn't care. It wasn't the only thing leaving your mouth. <laughs> All right. So we've had oh, some laughs. Wait. We've had some fun. Anyways. Uh, what the hell was I even saying? Oh, yeah. Today on the fourth part of the four-part series, we are going to be covering the last two games in the Mortal Kombat main line series, and that would be MK9 and MKX. There is a spider crawling down the wall right now. What do I do? What do I do? How about you guys take over, start with MK9, say something that you enjoyed while I throw this spider outside. Sounds like a plan. Or you can I... leave it alone, but sure. All right. I don't know that so, I condone you letting it live, but do you? That's fine. Ah, <sighs> monsters. <laughs> I like the, the happy compromise of catching it and releasing it. I think that's going to make everyone happy. Yeah, but it can just come back in if you don't kill it. You have to punish them for their transgression. <laughs> it's going to die outside in the cold if he puts it out there. He is just as well killing it. <laughs> if you put its head on a very tiny stick, send a message out there. <laughs> this like is the worst pick. part of Lord of the Flies. Just the worst. Yeah. Alrighty then, I have returned. So we I used a piece. <laughs> I used a piece. Of, I used a piece of paper to let the spider crawl onto, and then as it crawled, I mean, it's just a you know a nine by eleven piece of paper, so it only has so much space. That's a hell of a spider, right there. It's only nine by eleven, temp. Get over it. Anyway, so I use that sheet of paper, which obviously live in Australia. there's only so much real estate for that spider to crawl on before I need to get it to go the other direction. So I found a, uh, a nice technique to use was to just shake the paper back and forth, like side to side, and it would like crawl up into a ball and it just rolled around on the paper <laughs> as I made my way to the back door and hit the piece of paper to send it flying. I, I saved that spider's life is what I'm it's getting impressive. at. How uh, how cold is it out there, DC? It's been, and I mean, today it's pretty cold. Let's let's look at the uh, the old weather. But uh, I think we had like a record low over this past. I think it was like three or four or five days ago. It was uh, uh, negative eight. Colder than it was in Antarctica. The spider is basically the inmate from Ruapente. You understand that. What? Star Trek what? Six. I don't they, understand that. They take, I don't get that reference at all. Not familiar with this. I get that reference. Oh, <laughs> they discovered country Star Trek Six. Yes, I yeah. do now understand. I did not know it's it was this prison that. planet. It's this world full of frost and snow, and the guy's like, "There is no guard towers. Only magnetic shield prevents beaming." Because he's like, you know, space Russian. <laughs> yeah, I, I got the voice. You did it splendidly. <laughs> Work well and you will be treated well. Punishment means exile to the surface. On the surface, nothing can survive. And they just throw a guy out there shirtless. Are the you going to do the whole movie? The spider is <laughs> that guy, is what I'm saying. You have to pick one. That's I good. Seen, seen one. Really good. I've, I've seen Star Trek Six. It's one of the, let's say, Best three ones. and a half good ones of the original series movies. To answer your uh, question, it's eight, sure. it's eight degrees right now. It's going to get down to three. 
The spider will be fine. Let's move I on. I hope he'll find a warm crevice or something. It'll be all right. I mean, I could have just smashed him. I feel like that would be worse. I thank you for not doing that, at least. I mean, it, it's it's usually like a, I, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. The only time I resort to smashing is if, like, I start to lose him. <laughs> I smash him. Like, if I yeah, go I, up I to a corner and I hit it and it try, like, I, I try to, like, get it to go onto something and then it starts descending down. I'll usually try and snag the web and try to get him to drop into like a toilet. Then I'll flush it and wish him good luck. <laughs> that also kills them. No, 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 they're fine. <laughs> yeah, drowning that's, is not. That's Spiders can how I swim. Treat silverfish. At least smashing is sudden. Like, blinking would you rather, over. Would you rather get <laughs> smashed or would you rather freeze to death? I would rather freeze to death. I'd rather be smashed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Noted. I'm Noted. Suffer slowly over a long Razor period of time. Razor prefers <laughs> smashing, and when I say smashing, I mean smashing. Elijah, Nigel, Flornby. I think we're already on ten minutes without discussing. What we <laughs> when are we going to talk about Mortal smashing. Kombat? <laughs> I'm Tim Curry. <laughs> okay, transvestite. All right, let's move on. Wait, what? Okay, it's Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, MK9, let's do it. So, yeah. <laughs> best gameplay of the series or best gameplay of the series? That's the thing that I like the most about the game. Is I mean, that, holy shit. All right, that's simple enough. You can't really go wrong with the series. I mean, just the, 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 the way this game feels and plays, you know? You get the vast amount of people out there that, says that, M, that say that MK10, despite having a run button, just didn't feel as good. As as ten as 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 nine did, and it had the, the little unintentional dash block, well, blocking dash uh, technique. There was just something immensely satisfying about all the gameplay in MK9. It's a it's a hell of a fun game to play. Yeah, I will jump in here at this point, Chad. Great analysis. I agree that it is the best gameplay of the. I don't know. That's tough. My favorite part about MK9 is the fact... I mean, it's kind of along the same as what you were saying. I don't know if it's the my favorite of the series, but I definitely like it the most in terms of it returned to 2D combat. I do not like Mortal Kombat in 3D. Did I deal with it? Did I enjoy it at the time? Sure. I enjoy Deadly Alliance, Deception, etc. But we can all agree that the weakest part of those games was the gameplay. Uh, this is it's part of the reason I think that nine felt so very rewarding to me. Yes, it was like, wonderful. You know, like we said last time, DC was a step in the right direction, and to finally plug nine in and like start playing a couple rounds here and there, and like you knew within the first fight or the first two fights you're having, oh my god, they finally nailed it. That feeling, MK is now a solid tourney worthy fighter. All the fighters feel different. Like it was where we'd wanted to go in terms of gameplay for the better part of a fucking decade. And it was marvelous. It was a marvelous feel. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was wonderful. So I, my favorite thing going down is returning to 2D. Like if that to me, just it re-energized and reinvigorated the whole franchise. And I would not want to go back. Razor temp, feel free to jump in. I'll go ahead. Um, yeah. I mean, the gameplay is definitely up there. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm juggling between whether my favorite thing is the gameplay or the challenge tower. Because there, 
there's just something about the challenge tower that like none of the other like mini game things in the other games have really yeah. captured right. Like like you had like Star Labs somehow didn't have it and the the towers in MKX don't have it. It's those little mini games where it's like a horde of Tarkatans or zombies is coming at you and you just, you know, spam the same special move over and over again or like just all these little like conditions and things that you can't really do in a normal match. And there's something about some of those challenge tower missions that I just, I really wish that they were part of a story mode, you know, like why can't there be a scene in the game where I'm fighting that horde of tar cottons, you know, like that gameplay proves that you can do it. It could be a thing. So, so yeah, that's kind of where I fall on it. What I appreciate the most about the Challenge Tower is the fact that it always tries to keep you in universe a little bit, and yeah. it'll it'll have fun with the characters and their personalities. Like you'll get like Johnny Cage losing all of his skin as a reference to meat, or you'll have like what Ermac's reaction to three Goro standing in front of him would really be. We do not think this is very fair. <laughs> yeah, there's little great moments like that. There's as, little as story dialogue. Yeah. It's it's just like the the conquest mode of Deadly Alliance, except that what follows isn't a boring training session. This is true. <laughs> it was just it was just a lot of fun to play. Really rewarding. Even when it was unfair and hard, I couldn't put it down. You yeah. know what? I, I didn't feel like that about uh, Ten's uh, Towers at all for some reason. And, and my fa my favorite thing about it is that it'll let you like. If you can't beat a mission, you can just buy it beaten. You can just spend some gold on it and be done with it. And it never won't, did that like, shit. I ain't a quitter. You. No, I ain't a quitter. You know, <laughs> yeah, what? It was hard. No, but I just I like having fair. the option. Like I don't like I hate having a mode that I can't a hundred percent. Like if I, I can't I, get through it with skill, at least give me a bypass. Speaking of the challenge, I did not know that if you press start and retry that it stays difficult. I never knew that like the difficulty went down. If you just like kept retrying, like after yep. you actually failed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. So I just beat my face into a brick wall for <laughs> at least like two or three hours trying to beat the last mission against Shao Kahn, Melina, Goro, Kintaro, whatever the hell it was. I forgot it at was this it, point. I was like a fucking four person it was like a four-person endurance round. I remember it giving me a lot. Yeah, it, it was Melina and all the bosses. Yeah, yeah and it it was. And it for didn't some just reason, I remember. It. I remember Melina was the fucking worst one. I just yes. remember using Jax because Jax you could use his little uh, wave, whatever the hell they're called. Anyways, the the ending of story mode was the exact same way that if you if you kept retrying after you failed, it eventually would get easy. I never knew that because I kept pressing, I'd get impatient. And if like, if I'm dead, I'm dead. I'd instantly press start and then press retry. It would not get easier if you did that. I never knew that was a thing. That's funny. Until I had already beaten my face into a brick wall. So fun, Live and learn. fun, fun fact. You know, I, I figured, I figured out over the course of story mode that if you kept losing, the difficulty would lower. I didn't know that if you um, retried from the start menu, it wouldn't. Yeah. Didn't even know it was a thing. Cause to me, like other people were, I think I looked it up at some point and somebody like, I, I noticed that they were acting a lot easier and I'm like, why is it so easy for them? Like why, why are they, why is the AI seemingly so easy for them? And then that's when I learned that. Anyways, Temp, what do you got? 
I am going to have to agree uh, about the gameplay stuff. Uh, the challenge Ooh. tower is cool too, though. I I beat the challenge tower final challenge with like half the cast. Like it it really is a good endurance, you know, exercise. Just kind of getting your execution done and kind of capitalizing opportunities and stuff like that. Just great combo practice is one reason why I like the multiverse because just uh, even though the goals are absolutely arbitrary, it's just combo practice for me. I really enjoy that. But the gameplay is so good, and it's. It's not even just the fact that it's competitive that makes it so great. I mean, that by itself, if that's all they gave us, it would have been a masterpiece. But it just, it's so interesting. And there's nothing like MK9 to this day or anything like it before it. It's like Tekken's neutral game and pressure combined with like Street Fighter's movement combined with like Marvel's air conversions. And yeah. conversions feel so good in that game. Like when someone jumps at you and you just jab them out of the air and go into like a 40% combo, there, nothing feels as good as that. And a lot of games can't have that because they don't have the aerial combat like Mortal Kombat does. Even in Street Fighter, the Street Fighter juggle system doesn't really allow for anything like that. So if you get an air conversion, all you can really do is kind of cancel into a super once you hit the ground, or you can kind of get some free pressure on knockdown. But Mortal Kombat, if you're good and you're skilled, and your mobility is solid, just you can space your way into some cool shit and you can really blow up some very good like aerial setups. It's really interesting how they designed that game. Not to mention characters I never thought would be competitive are now, I never thought Nightwolf would be in a competitive fighting game. And that's kind of the beauty of Mortal Kombat 9. Who are your favorite characters? Great, they're here, play them in tournament now. And it just, to this day, I don't think there's, anything like mk9 the way it feels it's just it's a shame about the bad stuff which i'll get into later but god that i i can't praise the gameplay enough i really do miss the game i wish the bugs were gone actually real quick i'll try to make this short they just released a patch for pc and potentially ps3 for mortal kombat 9 tournament edition that rebalances the game and takes out a lot of the broken resets so we're actually going to play that locally in san antonio soon um was that legit so this is from it, it's pirated. Like it's, okay. it's designed by a fan, so it's not legitimate uh, technically, but it it's legit in the sense that sense that it works, and you can probably play it on maybe play it online. I don't know. I haven't looked that far into it, but the balance looks interesting. I don't know if they fixed it. Honestly, the game looks like a new type of broken to me. Like Noob said, I can combo off of his clone slide now. I'm like, why did you put that? What in the, the shit? Game? But um, that is a thing well, now. To be it, fair, people always did say Noob was low tier for some reason. Uh, part of it's his damage, part of it is his zoning just isn't very safe. Smoke can blow up noobs so bad. But another part is just um, his normals aren't that good, in my opinion. Uh, uh, he can't really get any pressure start. He has to zone in his zoning. But that's all I got, though. I'll save the bad stuff for when we do the worst. Well, that's I now. will say, <laughs> as far as, like, gameplay, I did... Like, running for me adds so much to MKX. Like, the thing that bugs me about the gameplay in 9 is that jumping is the unsafest thing in the world, and I hate the dash. So I always jump, even though I know I'm going to get blown up. It's just well, a bad I, I, I love the fact that you can just jab someone out of the air and make their world fall apart. It's it's so satisfying to me. It's air the absolute worst. Yeah. Air jabs to My, me are kind of a, a traditional part of MK that I wouldn't want to live without. I mean, I get it gameplay-wise. It's just that, like, from a logic standpoint, my leg is longer than your arm, so a jump <laughs> kick should always win. Well, fuck Razor, that toe. you come at me, and I swear to God, I will, like, jab you in the ankles so hard you fly back <laughs> yeah, a good right? two feet. 
Like, how's that going to stop my momentum? I'm still going to crash India. <laughs> Every single MK punch is like that scene from Batman 89, where he just throws out the palm steel triangle fragment into the groin of the guy flipping toward him. It's, <laughs> they're all death punches, everyone. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, um, that's actually an interesting segue to the worst part of MK9 Go for, for it. Me. Go for it. You nail it. The balance. The balance in that game is just frustrating. Uh, like balance. Love a good Kenshi. I hope Kenshi. you like Cabal. <laughs> Love a good Kenshi. I oh. hope you like Cabal and fucking Cyrax, because that's the tournament. Man, like, 100% often, combos. You know what? Like, w w one of the things I want to see happen in a hypothetical Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat is just like a Cabal versus Sagat match. Because every fucking game that either of these two people are in, they are the tier. It's all. <laughs> it's all. So does does Tiger Uppercut counter Dash? Or or what? I need to know. Tell me, guys. Come on. It's hard, man. It's I, I feel like I feel like you remember how Marvel versus DC led into the amalgam universe? Yep. I want that for MK and Street Fighter. And I want, I want like hook sword genocide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me though, like the reason why I picked it as the worst is because that game was one patch away from being not perfect, but just extremely competitive. All they had to do was just take away the incinerator gas blast, like get rid of Sonya's armor, give some, you know, cooldown on Kenshi's everything. And, <laughs> you know, just yeah, reduce just... some of the, the damage mobility on Kung Lao. That's really all they had to do. Oh, fix the bugs, obviously, but that game would have been amazing. And that, all like, nerfing the top five would have helped the bottom five so much. Nightwolf would have been fine, in my opinion. People complain about the character. He fucking would have been fine had he just fixed the top five. Just take out all the S tiers and... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, how can we forget? Cyrax, get rid of that fucking 100% bullshit. Which would have been easy, just increase damage scaling on his bombs. I don't know why that would have been... Anyway, yeah, um, one <laughs> patch is all it would have taken. And that that breaks my heart that that game is going to kind of fall into obscurity. Not in terms of, like, fame or renown, but in terms of people playing it. And that game is never going to see a competitive scene really ever again. Outside of, like, novelty tournaments at, like, GGA. So that... That's well, the most heartbreaking part of the game. Games that don't get booted at when their sequel comes out are so... Like, it's really just Street Fighter 2 and Smash. <laughs> yeah, and, and even Street Fighter 2 doesn't technically count because the player base kind of grew up. Uh, and yeah. there's just not a lot of people playing anymore. It's kind of in the novelty territory, but... I mean, the, all those games that don't make it, it's always because of the balance. And MK9 was almost there. Like... Super Turbo came out in the 90s. Street Fighter, or Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat 9 came out in 2011. I feel like with patching, they could have saved that game. And they could have saved that game easily, in my opinion. It would have still had the glitches, but I think time showed that we were we were okay with the glitches. We didn't like them, but we were ready to put up with them. But just all the fucking, like, 100% combos and incinerator gas blasts and Sonya's stupid armor. And, just, and, yeah. and Sonya was just so good overall. I hate that character so much. but I'm, so, I'm really... Like, I don't like Sonya as a character, so the fact that she keeps ending up in the top tier is just salt in the wound. <laughs> Man, God, don't get me started on Sonya. There's literally nothing good about that character. Like, 
nothing. I, I'll save that for another day. But or better yet, uh, listeners, ask me why I don't like Sonya, please. <laughs> don't do it. I will indulge you. Hello, Temp. I am a listener, an avid fan of your work. Your efforts, my work. your efforts will be <laughs> wasted. I will immediately delete the questions. <laughs> Anyways, uh, somebody else move on to their least favorite part about all 9. Right, all right, I'm just going to get it out of the way. My least favorite thing about 9 is the story mode script. The end. <laughs> well, Razor, I was just going to let you talk for me, but... um. <laughs> Fuck that fucking fucking fuck fucking fuck fuck fucking fuck fuckity fuck fookity fucking fookity packing flippity fucking fucking bastard of a what the what were you thinking? <laughs> Don't you understand how things work now? Now we owe you two money. God damn it. <laughs> Billy and the Clonosaurus would have been better than what we ought. I mean, I I don't really feel the need to go into it because I've been we doing so, so for seven years. <laughs> we have done it so many times. And like, take a fucking reason from Raiden being written like an idiot to the entire purpose of the tournament being invalidated to things being changed for shock value. I MK9 like script a, was fucking garbage. I wrote like a seven page manifesto of everything wrong in every chapter. <laughs> and the thing that bothers me is the fact that you... You'll, you 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 had so many new people to the series, for whom this is their first year skims, and they're like, "Wow, the story is amazing!" Oh, you poor son of bitches. <sighs> Never had before. Like, I guess I don't know. There there are like these glimmers of hope, mostly in the first couple chapters where you're still in the mk1 tournament and and to be clear like the execution wasn't bad like the you know camera angles and the voice acting the production values like it's a good story mode it's, it's just not telling a good story it's a good story <laughs> that's kind of how i feel yeah that's where i stand mode, i guess if you've never if you're unfamiliar with the entirety of the history behind the Warriors, if you want to put it that way. Like, this wasn't an original story. This was a retelling of a story that had been told a lot better. And and, and I'll go on record, like, I think the original MK trilogy is one of the, the best conceived plots in the history of human fiction. <laughs> That's Damn. why I like the Mortal Kombat series. There is potential for, like... An epic of Tolkien-esque proportions handled by the right writers with the material that John and Ed and everyone just kind of crapped out over a 20-year period. There was just so much wonderful things to work with and so many novel concepts. And to just... I mean, welcome to everyone else who have entered that world. We're glad to have you, but gotta understand, folks, that shit killed a lot of what we love. All right. Oh, alcohol. You're never far when I'm talking about MK9's story. I'll throw in mine. Uh, mine was just uh, the, what you guys said. All right, let's move on to MKX. <laughs> All right. Is it really? I didn't know you disliked I knew, I knew you were unhappy with a lot of the story stuff, but I didn't know how, no, how I far mean, that rabbit hole I didn't, was. I didn't hate it as much as, you know, Shad and Razor and stuff, but when I was trying to think of my least fart, uh, least fart, 
Least fart. <laughs> oh, it is definitely not the least farty storyline yeah. I have ever seen. Least... It might just be the fartiest. <laughs> <laughs> A least favorite part of the game, I was struggling because, I mean, the game's really good. The gameplay's good. The challenge tower is good. The extras are good. The crypt is all right. The crypt was almost going to be my least favorite, but ultimately I decided on... Uh... Yeah, I mean, there's there's actually nothing in the crypt worth having because of the yeah. art book. Yeah, there's so... nothing in the crypt worth having but the experience of being in the crypt. Now, whether right. or not you like jump scares, it's beside the point. To me, it was a lot of fun to actually navigate that thing and wondering when the fuck it was going to happen, keeping the sound off after the first two or three times. I don't even times. know if I ever even experienced that thing, but yeah. I really? just go yeah, on to YouTube. I, I know, I've seen it on a video. From like, I experienced most of the crypt with the cover, with all but the corner of the screen cover. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that gets me is... <laughs> That's hilarious. The atmosphere of the crypt. Like, they did a really good job of making a you're lot a, of... You're a grown man. <laughs> ...places that kind of flowed together really well like a uh, the swamp area full of blood sacks it's like what the hell happened to the people who designed the crypt why couldn't they design more mkx stages you know yeah so i don't know i was that bouncing, was to me i was bouncing was back and forth between the crypt but ultimately i mean i'm in agreement with you guys the story just i wasn't i wasn't on board with some of the changes i didn't it didn't offend me as much as you guys because i don't like i'm not as into the lore but at the same time, I acknowledge its problem. So when it comes to the entire game as a whole and the importance of certain things, the story was the biggest, you know, thing that I would say the the game had an issue with. But yeah, moving on to MKX. Favorite things about MKX. Uh, just uh, jump in there. I can start, I guess. I went last. So I mean, you're sure talking, so yeah. why not? All right. All right, tough guy. All right, I'm taking my shirt off. What are you going to do now? Way. What are you going to do about it? All right, so my favorite thing about MKX, I was going to say gameplay because the gameplay is a lot of fun, 50-50s aside. I do like the run, but ultimately what I think MKX really did amazingly well, head and shoulders beyond the rest of the series, is I thought MKX had the best designs for the overall characters in the entire series. Not everyone's a winner, there are some issues that I had, but like Katana looks better than she ever did. Kung Lao, in a lot of ways, I feel like looks the best he ever did. So on and so forth. I could say that about several characters. I thought a lot of the characters looked better than they ever had before. So that's kind of where I'm at with the. I, say, I don't. I don't have any designs. overt complaints with any of the costume designs like I have in other games. Like, Sonya looks better. I don't know. They just... Melina, I like a lot of her like, outfits. I don't know. I just like... like they even look the good. outfits I don't like are still okay. So, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I just think a lot of the returning characters, and even some of the new characters, like, I like Ferator's design, and Devora and Kotal Kahn. It's like, I, I thought just overall as a whole, it had... The characters just looked really good. Their models, their outfits. I just... I thought it was really inspired, where otherwise I thought they... See me, they they seem to be running out of ideas. I thought before, but this gave me a little bit more faith. Hmm, okay, so yeah. that's where I'm at. All right, I think I think mine is probably the gameplay. Like, I know I know you guys, at least some of you said you like nine better than X. I think I think I like X the best. Gameplay wise, wise. I agree with because I just I really I gotta run, man. I gotta have the run. I agree. I, I could, when it first also, came out, like, I, I could 
not even use the run like it, it just felt so foreign to me but now that i've now that i acclimated to it i never want to not have it it feels so yeah. natural i'd much rather run than dash i guess is yeah. my thoughts and like and like um I know, I know that when the game came out, I was down on variations, but they've grown on me over time. And now, like, I would totally be okay with like variations in eleven. It's because we had the uh, <laughs> the alternative of gear, everything. Yeah, yeah we yeah, saw the reverse of that. I've, I've learned my lesson. Injustice Two showed me the error of my ways. <laughs> yeah, there are worse things than having too many options, and that's. Having even more <laughs> too many options. Exactly. And having those options be unlocked at random. And not having <laughs> half their moveset actually be usable unless, you know, you want to have stats and all that other random crap. And having yeah, those options be pointless accoutrement. Such a bad idea. Yeah, not having the moves is my biggest reason for hating the gear system. I just, I mean, I can deal with the monotony of it. I don't want to. I think it sucks, but... I like the changing the uh, the appearance of the characters. That that's really cool. But yeah, never take away moves from me. Never do yeah. that. Like I I realize there are a lot of, a lot of them are additional. But I mean, like take uh, Captain Cold's ice platforms. That's a really cool concept. But it's not in his base form, so it's yeah, never going to be it. seen. I can't use it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, the and like and the fact that the fucking the mode that turns off stats also turns those What the off? hell are you tapping? Who is cutting coke? <laughs> it does sound like... It's like as Razor's talking, <laughs> he's just creating a line. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's not keyboard clicking. <laughs> that's not <laughs> someone tapping their finger. You can't even... That specifically sounds like someone that's, like, got a credit card as a line of it's just coke. It's going from that to... Like what happened there, man? Oh Where you could you not wait till after the episode to do that? Like the rest of us? I'm sorry, I'm very tired. <laughs> I need this. Bringing, okay, to be fair, bringing up MK9 story mode does do that to him. I understand it. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, carry on. <laughs> uh, background noise aside. <laughs> yeah, apparently. What was I just saying? You totally. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm hearing a barking dog back there. I see me just like someone climbing up a fence, heavy breathing, gunshots. Next thing we know, we're just going to have Mojo pop in and say that I hate you for talking about whatever the hell you were talking about. I don't remember. That was, that was a long time ago. That was like three years ago. I was also going to say still in the memory books. Brutalities. Like, as a gameplay yeah. element, kind of a game changer. That needs Good to be permanent. Brutalities oh, were good. That, that, was, that was such a welcome addition to the, the, the fucking fighting game system. I'm sort, of with, I'm sort of with Temp here that, you know, I wouldn't mind a... It doesn't have to be permanent, like, just get rid of fatalities. But give us maybe a mode where you turn fatalities off, like, as, like, a... When you're creating custom matches online you can turn the fatalities off and just have brutalities. I think that would be kind of cool and quick. Yeah, that would save a lot of time. And it would also, if there was an online mode with that, I think it would bring in a better type of player, to be honest with you. Like, if you get teabagged in a mode without fatalities, I would just kind of have to laugh. Oh, like, also, if you teabag see, in a match, then you should just instantly die. <laughs> you brutality <laughs> yourself. <laughs> I try to mention something, like, what, what gets me here about brutality specifically? 
is kind of the poetic history behind it. Because I don't know if people really realized it, but like it has its roots in Killer Instinct, and Killer Instinct has its roots in Mortal Kombat. So what this was to me, looking at it and just seeing the genius of it was Killer Instinct had these ultimates, right? Where like you could just try to execute this move that would instantly kill the guy. The problem with them was that like you could do that when their life bar was at danger. So like they'd be losing like what, like an eighth of a bar. So by default, why wouldn't you go for the fucking ultimate if the guy was at danger, you know? And MKX just did a wonderful job of taking this concept of killing a guy with the last possible hit and really making it so that it was the last possible hit. I just love that there's not like a complicated button. Like, I end the match with Liu Kang's low fireball, I burn their legs off. Yeah. Yeah. It's that simple. That's the best thing. Even if you weren't actually, you know, killing them with it, it would be like the last hit of the round. Right. So nothing lost and just bonus flare. Wonderful. Yeah. Like some, you can do them by accident. You don't have to do a complicated thing that could cause you to lose because you're trying to set shit up. Like I, I imagine like some of them, the, like you do, but you all, don't have all, all, all the casual players out there who like, don't look at matches and like, don't like look at the fatality commands and shit. I can just see people like fucking around at a party and finishing off someone by accident with a low fireball or Melina's low roll, and like the whole room going, "Oh my god, what the fuck's this?" That would be so wonderful to see, to be to experience, to be part of. Brutalities <laughs> are a wonderful, wonderful fucking thing. Yeah. Well, that was me. All right. Wouldn't say that they're my absolute favorite thing about the game, though. I'm gonna give that to the new cast. Because for the first fucking time, for a long, long time that I can remember, Tim I have problems with mouth. absolutely... <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> I've, got, I've got no problems with any real member of the cast. Like, Ooh. under the right circumstance... Wait, hang on, hang on. Okay, some problems, but... <laughs> I could... The thing is, I could take any one of these people back under the right circumstances. There's not a single character that I look at and I say, you... You're a failed excuse for a character. You belong in the trash with, like, I don't know, Cobra and every other red dragon. And, and Jesus, look, all those rejects. Like, I would take back Cassie, Jackie, Takeda, minus that fucking dive kick and the fucking staff of Raw. Thank you very much. God, I hate it. No, 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 no. God, Kunjin. Man, I hate it fighting Kunjin so much. Yeah, it's good. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Kunjin, fuck you. I want you back as a character, but oh god, fuck that dive kick shit. Takeda was not so bad after like, the first week. We never got used to his shit. But yeah, all four of them, I'd take them back. Maybe one or two of them need some improvements. Not too shabby. Ferritor, I'm a huge fan. I know a lot of people don't feel that way, but I... I mean, Ferritor concept... is cool. It's just that because they gave him the Baraka story... Yeah, but he's. I could, I could take some not, variation. You're probably in my not going to see Ferator in eleven. I, I've accepted that, but MK is always going to have grunts, and I wouldn't mind a grunt swap every now and then. Right. If you right. make somebody right. really cool, make them important too. <laughs> you can't have everything. Uh. And Devora was great. Uh, I, I know, I know, Temp was a huge fan of Devora. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kotal Khan came to, like from oh, my first view of Kotal Khan I'm like who is this like green loser imposter with like his wannabe sword and dad bears yeah I just 
I was blown away by just how much I liked the guy. Yeah, and... I never noticed you had an accent. When you said cool can, I was like, damn, that's, like, that's super Canadian. That's Chicago right there. Cool hey, can. get the Kodal cat over here. I usually see, that's the, I, I, say, I say Shao Kahn. I've never said Shao Khan. I don't know why I said Kodal Khan. I, I mean, if you did, it wouldn't be a bad thing. I'd embrace it. My girlfriend tells me that when, that when I get really upset, I put on like a Liverpool accent. I sound like a listener from Red Dwarf. Pecan? It's, it's a thing I Pecan. slip into. I never noticed. Hmm. So, that either. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Aaron Black. Can. Aaron, Aaron Black is Jesus. All right, Aaron yeah. Black is Jesus. Okay, okay. Aaron, Aaron is a keeper. He's not Aaron Black is like the best MK character in 15 fucking years. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. For me, though, for me, the characters mm. are not any better or worse than Deadly Alliance or Deception. Because, no, I no, like, that's, that's fair. I I'm like fine. too many. And I know, I know, I'm in the minority, but I like too many of Deadly Alliance and Deception's new characters compared to like most people's opinions. Because like, and here's the thing: like, I can see it's because I can see ways to fix them. Like, I kind of hate Jackie, but I can see ways to fix her. And that's how is that? How does that make her different than Cobra? Then, nah. <laughs> Are you cutting stuff again? There You're back is. at it again. Back at it again with the white vans and the coke. The white vans and coke. No, but uh, I I, I guess I think he really did just die though. Oh, I'm no, trying to figure there. out what you guys are hearing, and yeah, I think you're not hearing this. I think you know. All right, the cat's out of the bag. You know. All Why right. I mean, there are worse things to be known for. <laughs> you you brought you brought out the rice, didn't you? And, uh, <laughs> you were, you were up all night with cocaine, up all night with. I I, un I understand the reference. Cocaine. Running <laughs> <laughs> huh? around my brain. Cocaine. Alrighty then, let's move on. Who had things left to say about MKX? Um, Did I... we mention the fact that it actually made Tremor a viable character? Yeah, that was surprise, right? Uh, yeah, speaking of the good things about Tremor, we're out of time. All right. <laughs> although, I'm still not convinced on Tremor. Like, I don't dislike My the... Although, to be fair, I never dislike the character. I just... I'm with you, buddy. I don't, I, I, he didn't win me over. I'm, I'm still not sold. I don't like him. I don't dislike him. He's just... I'm indifferent. He's just there. Well, I was, I was totally against another palette swap and then he came in with this really original move set and i'm like oh they used imagination on this one fuck <laughs> that's pretty much where i'm standing it took a character that i railed against on the seven fucking years of mko every third or fifth post of mine was oh my god just fuck trevor shut up shut up shut up shut up you same person who's probably now the same person advocating use of chrome or whatever the hell you call that thing time well but spent Oh god, I could have learned so much guitar. <laughs> anyway, I like his V vestment. Like his ninja vestment was really smart and looks really good in my opinion. Um, the design's fine. I, I think the design's cool. I just um, I, I I still miss Scarlet and Tremor is just Scarlet Part Two, and I don't think we're gonna see him for a long, long time. So we'll see if I'm wrong about that. Oh yeah, but my favorite thing. Well, what's up? Oh, wouldn't that be something? Fucking MK11 comes out, Tremor and Scarlet, and starting roster. Never happened. Would not be the first I've been wrong. As long Man, as, as, as long as they're the in there instead of the likes of Fujin. 
it was a choice well made. Oh, I don't know about that. Troll. All right, what do you got, Temp? What's your favorite thing? Variations by far. I love the idea that you can approach one character so many different ways. Uh, one of my biggest complaints about MK9 wasn't really a complaint, it's just the nature of the beast is if you want to play Sub-Zero, you have to play this turtley gameplay style relying completely on your down four for offense, which is which is fine, but like you're going to lose a lot of matchups that way. And I I'm, I play a style that's very mid-rangey and offensive, so that didn't really help me out a lot. And um, I mean, a lot of people just mark characters off their list of you know playability because of the gameplay style and the fact that you can change that or have at least an, a, a, another option really enriches the game to me. And I think this especially shined with things like, uh, I think Sub-Zero was a good example. Shinnok was a good example, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, not all variations were viable, but this was their first time doing it. Give give the concept time. Let's it see was, what they do. It was a good start to something. I'll agree with you on that. The problem that I had with it, as we've discussed in the past, was the fact that it deprived us sometimes of things that, in that, in my opinion, no right mind should a character be deprived of. I can't play Raiden if you're not going to give me a fucking teleport for a couple of variations. That's the thing. Like, do yeah. do what Alpha Three did. This is this is what I'm pointing at. Alpha Three had those wonderful Bisms, Xisms, and like Aisms. And just as an example, he had Sagat. He had a Tiger uppercut every time, but they managed to differentiate the Tiger uppercut's properties between all three versions. I think that's what they should stick to as a template. Like in Aism, it would hit seven times. In Xism, it had way better priority, but only hit twice and did about a bit more damage, I think, than the Aism. Stuff like that, you know? Like, keep the recognizability factor intact. Don't take away the shit that we know and love from the characters, but give them different ways to work with it. Same but result. I think taking away that teleport bore some really nice fruit, though. Like, in my opinion, Raiden's teleport has never been cooler than it has been in Displacer. Like, that is, like, the coolest shit like the crazy oh, looks good. You do with that teleport, like the pressure, like that was never possible in previous games. Like that's the teleport done right. It's it's a shame though you lose all the cool Thunder God stuff. And um, the Thunder man, I remember Raiden's Evo trailer. And I'm like, oh my god, this is this is the Raiden I've always wanted. It they really did the whole Big Trouble Little China aesthetic, and I still think it looks so good. I'm, I lament not learning Raiden. I tried, but. The cancels were a little too awkward for me, but I feel like now I'd be willing to put in the time. But, um, no, yeah, not. just shut up. You're not gonna do it. You won't know that. You won't. It's almost time for 11. Touch my shield. Do but, uh... it. No, so yeah, I think the variations were tight, man. I mean, just, uh, there were so many things that just were just not possible before, and there was a lot, like, since you were, like, unbreakable. Is a cool variation. Like the ice armor is cool. I wish it looked a little better, but the concept is brilliant. Now, are all the variations viable? Not really, but that's okay. I don't necessarily play variations for for competitive style. I, I play it to to approach the game in a different way. That's refreshing to me. With a game like MKX, thank God, because I we'll we'll get into that later. But like the problems I had with MKX were in many ways mitigated by the mitigations. Or the, Who's left to go? Who's left to go for the positive? I think it's no one, so you might as well just kick it off. Let's do it. Uh, the worst part of MKX is the 50-50s. That really, Big really shot. hit the game for me. Yeah, no surprises here. Just um, 
God, you put a run button. You give so many offensive options in terms of the neutral. And it's like, this is brilliant. Do you have a run button? You can start pressure from like three quarters away from the screen. And when you get in, you can do a down four. You can, uh, you know, do a jump in and try to cross them up. Um, you can just stop and block. You can run in and right at sweep distance, you can just hold down and block for when the opponent tries to counter you. And when they, if you block them, they're either punishable or you can start your pressure. It's brilliant. And then they completely shallow down the offense by creating this lottery ticket mentality. And the, the worst part about it is it, it's a system that doesn't favor everyone equally. A lot of characters had safe 50-50s, and other a lot of characters did not. And those characters need those 50-50s to win. So it's like, who, who's the victor here? Who really wins in this system? And it's just, even when you do succeed, this is probably the shittiest part of all. When you do win, you don't feel good about it because all you did was win in a game of rock, scissors, paper. Like, what? that doesn't feel good to me. Like, okay, I did a back two instead of a back three with sub-zero. Now you're losing 40% of your life. The, all I did was guess right. I didn't do anything. I didn't lab anything. I just guessed right. And that doesn't make for a good fighting game, in my opinion. So if I had to give one benefit to it is that it made me learn non-50-50 characters. Well, no, let me rephrase that. It made me learn characters who had other options, which is Reptile. I've never loved Reptile more than I love him in MKX. He actually God, he's <laughs> wonderful. He's, 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 he, he's, he's a treat to play Reptile is in this game. I hope he's in every game till the end of time, not just Mortal Kombat, like everything. I want him in Bloody Roar. I want Reptile in everything now. He's so fun in MKX. He's by far the best part of that game, gameplay-wise. So yeah, that's the worst part of MKX for me. So I'll I hand over the, the mic to someone else now. I'll go next. I always felt good when I won. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like I don't lab as hard as you guys. My fighting style is like a barbarian. I just kind of go. <laughs> we were talking about that the other day. Me and Redman were playing Tekken the other day. And we were thinking like Razor is like the most unpredictable of the unpredictable. Like, if you're wondering, will he do it? The answer is yes, he'll do it. Uh, <laughs> it's really hard to play Razor because you just never fucking know. But Are you just in like, a constant uh, click right now? Is that what's yeah, happening? I might be clicking. We're, we're done here. We're done. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shut it down. Shut Mr. Mr. C95, you're now replacing Temp. Be ready. You got 20. Just kidding. All right, I'll go. <laughs> I'll go next. I'll go next with the MKX least favorite part. So mine's not gonna be a surprise either. Just like yours was the your absolute hatred for variations. Um, just kidding. The fifty oh, fifties. Mine, even though the fifty fifties annoyed the hell out of me as well. Um, especially because Katana didn't have a good fifty fifty <laughs> like actual combo setup. Uh, it was basically, do I go low? Or do I do my overhead fan thing just for that damage? And that was it. That was my I knew only none of choice. These things. I was Melina. I sat back and I threw I threw size at you. <laughs> that was fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. The mind games were hilarious when I'd like trip somebody, <laughs> trip somebody, overhead fan thing, trip somebody, overhead. Like the mind games in themselves were hilarious, but not when somebody I, else can get me for like a full forty percent combo with their mind games. And mind, mind games only led to like either either you take the 40 or you take only 12. It's up to you. Like, of course, you're going to block the one that's going to be 40. That so I, was I, actually, I really liked fighting your katana because it, a lot of our matches actually kind of felt like upgraded MK2 matches. They were very quick. It, like, it, was, it was like yeah. it was one of us on one end of the screen 
firing projectiles, going for fake outs, and it was not like 50-50s or mix-ups and shit. We had some good back and forth. Oh, hell yeah. I, yeah. I mean, MKX is... Like, I started enjoying MK9 when we would play together, all of us, but MKX is where I really fell in love with the competitive side of fighting games in that, you know, playing sets with Temp, with Redman and Razor and all of them, the times we did play Shad, like, to me... Those were a ton of fun. Like, I really, really, really enjoyed Katana. And the fact that I gravitated so much to her gameplay style, I mean, she instantly became, if not my favorite character, second favorite. So I've she definitely grew on me just from a gameplay standpoint. But anyways, getting to my least favorite part about the game, which had nothing to do with any of that, it is the roster choices. I know I beat that to death, so I'm not going to really talk about it much, but I wasn't thrilled... Long. I was not thrilled with the all the kids that were included. I were not I was not thrilled with so many new characters all in one go, like eight to me. I mean they're, they're a lot of them are quality, don't get me wrong, but eight in one game is just I I know it's been done in the past with the MK games, but with the, as many characters as they have that people want to see back, I feel like now you shouldn't have more than you know, two to four introduced in a game at a time. I, I just felt well, like eight was way too much. And overall, too many special forces characters, too many kids, too many, I felt, and their parents both. Like, one or the other is fine. And, yeah, just overall in a lot of exclusions that I thought were like, huh? How did this character not make it? I can put Cyrex aside. Uh, But there was just other characters that I thought would have been cool to include, and they just weren't. I get why they did it, though. The sheer amount of press for new people. Because you were coming off of MK9, and that was just Ultimate MK3. Sure. They, they probably felt starved for new blood. I, I feel like if you look at where MKX sits in the timeline, it's obvious that after they rebooted, they were like, I wish we hadn't rebooted. I'd rather make a sequel. Maybe. To, like, where we were. Because it's like, they immediately jumped past, like, when Lee May was young, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they jumped they back to basically from- where they were. They retold 1992, and then they jumped to the present day. <laughs> yeah, basically. They knew they fucked yeah. up. That's you know, okay, and... but yeah, I just... That's my most disappointing part. Gameplay aspects, like the 50-50s aside, which, yeah, does take away from it, but ultimately it was the roster that got me the most jaded about the game and most aggravated and frustrated with the game was just the roster choices. I feel like it's very important to put that in perspective of the marketing when we didn't know what this game was yet. It, I think it's really important to see that one of the reasons why I don't like the roster is just, well, I was really hoping for a game that was gonna fill in the blanks uh, of Lee May, Deception, Deadly Alliance, and they never really set the expectation. All the expectation they set was, it's not zero, and referring to MK4's roster. We didn't, we were, there was a lot of crushed hopes going into this game, and I wanted so much. And maybe that was unrealistic, but good or bad, I like you said, Cyborg, eight characters was just too much. It doesn't matter how good they are. The, the problem with It's Not Zero is that, okay, so Quan Chi and Shinnok. Yeah. Big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, so God. Quan Chi especially, we just had him in a game. But, I, I mean, like I said, not, like I'm over games, it. But, yeah. All right. Uh, who wants to go next? Yeah, uh, Tanya. DLC, though. Anyways. <laughs> and there it Razor, is. Shad. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I mean, 
I was kind of thinking roster two, but honestly, if I really think about it, the thing that bothers me the most about this game is desaturated color palette. Like the the whole attempt to look more realistic, and by realistic I mean PS2 era brown and bloom. <laughs> and like it the way it affects like the whole art style of how Outworld is presented, the fact that it's all deserts and jungles and not purple alien shit anymore. And so yeah, just kinda like I like like going back to what we said about costume design, like I, I still do like a lot of those and like they rehabilitated a lot of characters who did not look great in nine, like Katana and Scorpion. But just the overall, like the environments and everything, it's just too desaturated. It's, I don't really like the art style overall. I want to go back to that. Like I constantly praise the brightly colored looks of MK two and three, you know? Sure. I could see that. Yeah. So I guess that's where I fall on it. Cause otherwise, otherwise I'd just be sitting here complaining about Jackie and no Fujin. <laughs> I will say though, like for how good the models looked, a big problem I had with MKX is you couldn't really see the characters in a lot of stages. Like it was this... a very dark game. I like yeah. dark, but it was maybe a bit too dark at some points. I think it needed to be dark, but they needed to make the like the the colors pop more to needed, stand out needed from the contrast. Dark. Yeah. It needed yeah. dark darks, but it also needed bright shit standing no, I, in the dark. I agree. The Kotal, the Kotal Khan, like a uh, temple stage was like middle of the day, and it still felt like the sun was going down. Yeah, There's something off about it. And the one stage we used the most, or the one I always picked, was uh, the dock, and that was because that's where the characters looked love the, best the cove. The cove. Love yeah. the cove. It's yeah. covert. It's covert. Nothing to me. I like I like the yeah. concept art of the cove even better than the actual cove though because there's more colors in it. There's like a a ship being like bombarded exactly. in the background. Exactly. And... The best Netherrealm it's favorite stage. My favorite stage. It's Netherrealm for me. Just the the way that it looks like the the castle floating in the background, wonderfully executed. I think Redman's well, favorite ironic, stage is the cove as well. I like this. Yes. The the Sky Temple would be my favorite stage if the rain didn't make it hard to see. Yeah, that's a good one too. But yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think the brights are the brights and the darks are the darks, but there's not a whole lot of contrast in between. And contrast is important. But anyway, Shad, you are the only one left. Uh, it's not going to come as a surprise to anyone, man. It's the fucking guest characters. Yeah, we did get and four this of was, them. It was... It was the first time when it really felt invasive to me, and I think that that's one of the things that might have put me off playing as the game wore on. Where I was like, oh god, I mean, I was able to deal with it when it was like just Freddy Krueger and Kratos. I'm like, okay, fine, take your two pieces of pie and run. But as the DLC pack started to come out, it's like every single one of them had some asshole who I can't help but view as a walking commercial, and I couldn't take it. I yeah, just fucking couldn't. I don't think anyone expected two in each pack. They're commercials for stuff that wasn't coming out. Like, there isn't a Predator movie right now. <laughs> there was no Leatherface movie. Who asked for Leatherface? Ed asked for Leatherface. That was it. That's all it was. And, like, they wouldn't bother me if they were just there, but, like, as many people, if not more, play them, 
then play the MK characters, so I'm always fighting an alien. <laughs> One of the many reasons I won't go online anymore. I mean, that's the reason why they keep doing like, this, because they like sell Smoke so Like, Smokeman plays exclusively the guest characters. <laughs> <laughs> he plays, uh, what's his name? Shinnok, but yeah, other than that, you're pretty much right. Yeah, I guess I've seen him play Shinnok and, once or twice. Other than that, it's, it's Jason and uh, Leatherface. <laughs> I think, yeah, Smokeman's saying that he used to play Tremor. That's probably the last, around the last time I started play, I stopped playing that game was when he was using Tremor. Jesus Christ. Tremor to me is it. like a guest character. If Mortal Kombat could have a guest character from Mortal Kombat, it's Tremor. I mean, that's what he is. Yes, yes. He's a guest yes. character like, from their own series. I know the game sold better because of it. I have made this argument before. That does not mean I have to fucking like it. I don't care how the game sells. Like, Deadly Alliance and Deception <laughs> sold just fine now. for me. <laughs> All mean... this reminds me of is the fact that the average consumer is a fucking dipshit who will buy anything. Once I'm something talking... is exposed to the mainstream, it becomes saturated with shit. And that is exactly what happened with MK9 and 10. There is kind of a level where the better the game sells, the more it's like, normies get out re <laughs> and that's the hilarious thing you know anyone who uses the phrase normie i want to snap their fucking neck but, but you are the normie now all right guess what internet Ra culture and gaming it's ex it's now socially acceptable i do razor Ra razor just said it do it i was joking do though. it he said it you didn't you didn't clarify <laughs> all right come at me bro Cut your last lines of coke, man. It's going down. <laughs> I, I would like to contribute to that. What made the MKX guest characters so shitty is that they were all extremely high tier. High tier. Alien one yeah. evil. Let's not forget that. Fucking Leatherface okay. is broken. He has all kinds of unblockables. He's really good. I don't think he's broken, but he's really strong and extremely underrated. The only reason we didn't see more Leatherface is because... Jason and Alien were so good. Jason is the best footsie character in the game, in my opinion. Now, hell yeah, um, yeah. So, oh god, if you'd gone back to Jason, dude, you would have had a blast. Like the character is fun to use, but I might. Like, the guest characters were so strong in that game. When MK11 rolls around in that hype mode, I'm sure we'll go back and play some MKX. Maybe then. I'll join. No, as soon as you, as soon as you learn Raiden. <laughs> I know. Actually, I know no, Justice, I'm not agreeing to Injustice that. Injustice Two was coming about, out. I had a bunch of you guys saying, "Play Injustice One with us," and I'm like, "I hate that game." No. Well, no, I that one I would not go back and play. <laughs> like, how about we all go back to MK9 and learn Shiva as a joke? MKX, I, nothing but Shiva matches for like three nights straight. I'm pretty sure if I'll you go it. back and play MKX leading to MK11, MKX still holds up. Injustice One did not hold up to Injustice Two. <laughs> Injustice Two blew Injustice One out of the water. I'm not going to mention names, but someone kept asking me to play Injustice One a lot, and I, I kept telling Smoke Man, "There's no fucking way <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play that game." As I was say, there's only two people that fit into that, <laughs> and I can probably think of the one. It's like the walk speed is. I swear to God, I'm not going to drink this beer. Oh God! Fucking online sucks. It's like the worst online. Yeah, Injustice One years. did not hold up well. <laughs> Anyways, that's MKX. So, and that's our uh, series, kind of talking about all the favorite part and least favorite part of the games. It's not the last time we're going to talk about each game, of course, in our 
time to come. Uh, but uh, for this mm. specific series, the MK 25th anniversary and this four episode long running of it, that pretty much covers that. Now we will get to the questions here because we do have them kind of stacking up here. So starting off with Lando Mac, I for one love that NetherRealm added the variation system in MKX. For MK11, I personally would like to be cut down to two variations instead of three per character. I think that would help with creativity and also make it easier to add more characters to the default roster. What do you think? I agree. I agree I, that two variations is probably good. I do not necessarily know that it would help with adding to the roster, but I do agree that two is a much more rounded number in terms of varying your fighting styles than three. Because three, like this, this again, this goes back to Alpha, like Street Fighter Alpha 3. There is always going to be that one out of the three that is that no one fucking uses. There is always going to be one utterly useless one. There is, I don't remember a single character in Alpha Three who didn't have a, a, an ism that was no that, that was not no good, right? And I think that was. I mean, I can't say I kept up with MKX as much as I have a memory for all of that stuff back from back in the day, but. I'm pretty sure that I remember a lot of people finding X or Y variation utterly goddamn useless. I know that I... Jesus. Which one of them... Melina had one that I absolutely never, ever used. It was Ravenous, Piercing, and Ethereal was my variation. That was my favorite. I, yeah, I vacillated between Piercing 95% of the time and Ethereal another 5%. I never used Ravenous. It just wasn't for me. I mean, I think I think there's a logic behind the three variations. It's just that it's like if there were only two, they wouldn't have been able to explore some really cool ideas. It's just mm. that those ideas didn't really pan out as well built. Like they sure. could like uh, Duelist Liu Kang. Like I really think it's cool the idea that he can like switch between this holy light power or the the demon power of like the Revenant. It's just that it was so hard to use, right? And it didn't really stack up compared to the other two. And it's just like, well, which one do you get rid of then? Because do you get rid of the creative one, or do you get rid of the one that like, like you could have combined fiery? Fist well, that's what I'm saying. And, um... You can consolidate these things into two. Yeah, so that's just that's my thought. Is you can add a couple more specials per variation, and then there you go. You got. I think at like the two. very least, every character should have a variation geared towards offense or defense. Maybe not every character, but it's a nice. Well, I think I think that's oversimplifying it because it's like probably, if you probably. if you look at what Molina does, can you really call Ethereal a defense so like, variation? Some, some characters are just made to be offensive, and some are just made to be defensive. But sure. yeah. for a lot of the people, I think that it's just like. It would, it would be nice to have that kind of option, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on here. What is the yeah, hype check? One, I just wanted to throw in real quick. Just uh, if you're going to do the offensive and defensive thing, it's going to be really hard to create a defensive variation for anyone because the run button is so strong. Oh, I'm not, I'm not so, saying I'm not saying absolutely yeah. everyone. I'm just thinking it's something to keep in mind, I think, as kind of a potential focus in terms of yeah, how you want to set up your variations. It's not like an absolute... It, if you Unless, look at how MK characters are built, there are just some guys whose special moves just plain aren't defensive. And really, most of them are plain not defensive. The only character that comes to mind when I think of the word defensive is Sub-Zero. 
And that's the clone, only yes. if you give him the clone or the shield. And if you okay. just and, and if you did set everyone up to be offensive or defensive, what you have is called Samurai Showdown Three. And again, you have the problem of half the roster being useless. Yeah, like you you'd have to some characters invent, You'd have to invent new moves for most of the roster so yeah. that and they'd all have to have to be the ice clone, basically. Well, that's why I might put my vote on three variations, just because I don't necessarily think the point of variations. I wish the point of variations was stylistic diversity, but I think the real point is they want to put as many tools in the game as possible without breaking the characters. I think that was the real goal of variations. They wanted the characters to be able to do all these cool things, but kind of segment it so you don't have this complete characters running around creating chaos. So I, I still vote three. That would be my option to pick. But that that's that's my piece on that. Okay, Snake Eyes asks, "What is the hype check for Dragon Ball Z Fighter Z or whatever? Dragon Ball Fighter Z?" Uh, God, it's it's unfortunate. The hype is zero. Even though I love Dragon Ball, I think the game looks extraordinarily good, and I think it's kind of the answer to those who won Marvel Marvel Three instead of Marvel Infinite. I just can't buy any more fighting games. I'm playing Tekken and Marvel right now, and um, Soul Calibur is probably not that far off on the horizon. It's probably coming out next summer. There's just there's there's no there's no room on the the palette anymore. I I would love to play it, but I I can't. I don't really want to give up any of the games I'm playing now, especially now I'm leveling up at Tekken and Marvel. Yeah, just I I I so wanted to play it, but there's just there's no time at all. I think that I have reached simply a phase in my life where it's hard for me to get hyped up for anything that is not a Mortal Kombat game. This isn't talking about the quality of the games. It's just that my life has changed. I'm here because I love talking about MK. And I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. Some of you guys out there know that. So I am as reasonably excited for the Dragon Ball game I would have shat myself over repeatedly, drowned in my own poop for 10 years ago. Damn. Like, I will pick this up, and I will have a lot of fun with it, but it's probably, probably going to be offline, and I'm probably admittedly going to like play it for, I don't know, a month and a half that I'm just going to put it on the shelf. Because I've got other things to do this year... And Red Dead Redemption, Lord knows when that happens. Red Dead Redemption is the thing that I know that's coming this year that I'm really, really fucking hyped for. So there, and there is, and there is Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, hopefully getting it right to consider. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I find myself thinking about that and the Street Fighter, Street Fighter Collection more than DBZ Fighters, but I do want to give Fighters a good, solid shot. Who knows? It might be, it might be just the thing I've always wanted. I've, I love I loved playing the fuck out of Dragon Ball Fighters when I was when I was way younger, like Hyper Dimension on a fucking ZNES with a two four and good friends and good times. I spent a lot of Friday nights that way. So I will play it. I'll play the fuck out of it. Hopefully, but it probably won't be for very long. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm getting it. I have friends who want to play it and stuff, and I do like Dragon Ball, but. I don't know if I've ever liked Dragon Ball enough that I really cared about a video game of it. Like, I, I played a lot of Budokai when I was in college, but... I don't know. There's a it's, lot of... It's, it's a thing that exists, and it looks cool, and it... Like, gameplay-wise, it looks good. It looks like a, a Guilty Gear with a roster I would actually give a shit about. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like this is it. I, I am a... I was at least a huge Guilty Gear fan. I, I still... I still I just I still do that thing where I pick up the games intending to play them and I never fucking get around to it. I love Guilty Gear like since the first one, like before X. And yeah, like I, I, was, I, yeah. 
This I is... never got into Guilty Gear. I never really played any of the anime fighters. Like, I always look at Guilty Gear and I'm like, oh, that's the one with the chick and the guitar and witch hat. She's kind of cool, but I that don't... That's actually my main. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm a Venom guy myself. As a, as a matter of fact, I actually have the Venom eye tattoo, the, the, the Venom eye design on his hair. That's tattooed on the back of my neck. That's how... Really? Yep. That's I... how huge a Guilty Gear fan I was at one point in my life. Gigantic. Hmm. So, yeah. Time moves on, things change, and there is still a part of my brain that goes, holy shit, this is like one of the dream games you you would have burned for so many years ago. So oh, on the yeah, strength of I, that, I'm going to give like it a shot. 12 years old, I would have been nuts for this game. <laughs> yeah, I was nuts for this game, and just, I don't, I don't want to buy You're right, there are games. too many fighting games right now. There's just this, too fucking many. Like, I really wanted to get KOF last year, and I didn't. This is where I wanted us to be in 2001, but we just weren't. And, like, I've completely bypassed Marvel. I don't give a fuck about Infinite at all. I feel nothing. <laughs> the only thing that would have gotten me to feel things for Infinite was Venom. And they fucked it up. It just looks like shit to me, but... Uh, let's move on. Uh, we don't have time to answer any more questions for tonight. We'll no, do... No, a... no. We do if we can make a brief. Come on. How many have we got? We got, like, Five more. I don't know if we can make it brief. We're not good at that. No, we're not. We can and try. We can no, try. No, no, no. One more. How about this? How about this? Well, what I was going to say is our next episode can be just all questions. We don't have any more topics we necessarily need to cover. None of these questions. None of these questions are time sensitive. Most of them are about MK11 and what we're wanting and hoping for and thoughts on stuff like that. So we can we can hit them there. So I still wanted to get some people on to talk to uh, for this episode. So let's take a couple calls if you will if anybody's interested so if you are interested go ahead and post in the uh, message to come on a sh on the show in that text channel go ahead and post the purple the purple penis <laughs> i don't know what the hell it's called eggplant <laughs> whatever we're just gonna say it <laughs> give us the, the yes give us the purple Thanos, eggplant if you're interested Thanos rains show us how <laughs> So go ahead and post that in the questions or message to come on a show, whatever the hell it's called. If you're interested, if we don't get anybody, then we can maybe take one more question from the questions and we'll wrap it up. But if there is anybody interested, we could take one or two. I'll give that a minute. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's see what the next question was. See if we can knock out one more quickly. I have faith. I believe we can. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that faith. But, uh, anyways, we'll. Well, we'll I mean, do... we had, we have. I mean, Kolb's asked us, "Do you guys think they'll bring back variations to MK11 or try something new? If they do bring back variations, how do you want them to be handled?" I mean, we 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 kind of covered that, no? Yeah, we did kind of cover it. I don't. I don't know what they no, do if they I didn't do variations. I have a lot to say about that, actually. Like, okay, I would definitely like to talk about that next week. That's a big one. All right, we'll hold on to that. Uh, using things for two games now. Do you think MK11 will at least introduce Storm out of Possessed Jade, or will it be left alone until the next game? This is we from kinda, the Deb we standard. We kind of talked we? about that on the last episode. Yeah. I, I just one sentence. I really fucking hope so. I, I look. You can't tease something for more than two in a row. You, you can't tease, 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 and then in the fourth game finally do it. Now needs to be the time for Possessed Jade. This is a this is a tease that is now dating back like seven years. I think it's about time. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's okay. Costumes and finishers are added to the crypt. What else do you guys want to see in there? Um, I just want the Deadly Alliance crypt where there's like pictures that have lore in them and pictures that are jokes, like Quan Chi playing the sax and Goro on the drums. That I I want I that, want... but I don't want the other half of the crypt, which is pictures of like the staff in Singapore cleaning the toilets. <laughs> I don't know that I need the whole cast and crew shit again. I, you know what? Uh, Smokeman actually asks, and like he actually asks another question: Would you like the gear system to implement in MKX and unlock equip different animations like wind poses, X-rays, throws? Now I don't know that I would actually fucking throw in wind poses and X-rays. Let me let no, out no. X-rays and like throws and gameplay mechanics stuff. But if you can give me stuff like extra wind poses and like voice tracks, stuff that like. Street Fighter V makes you pay for or grind to get, and you throw that shit in the crypt, then yes, I am absolutely all for that. Oh my god, would I ever love to have a bunch of different wind poses? Because, you know what, there's never, there's there's very seldom wind pose continuity in MK, and I've always thought that that would actually kind of help to really form a character identity going down the years. How many times have we seen, like, Ryu put his fist in the air, or, like, Sagat fold his arms and laugh with a manly laugh, you know? There are Although, specific wind poses that I associate with these characters so much, like Reptile's Ultimate MK3 double hand, what the fuck is he doing, like, thing. It just looks do, so utterly great. Alien and... I do think, character. Like, I like, I like where the wind poses go in most of the MK games, where it's like, a guy might do a different pose, but it still tells you something about him. I would just say, like, okay, for example, in MK9, Johnny puts his hands on his hips instead of crosses his arms. That didn't need to be a thing. That He should have had the classic wind pose. Because there's really no difference emotionally between those two things. So just do the familiar one. But like, like a lot of Sub-Zero's wind poses are really like generic and lame. Like, oh, I shot ice at the screen, or... I shot ice at the ground, and there's icicles all around me now. Just, no, fucking just do the thing from Deadly Alliance where he does the salute. Like, the Lin Kuei clan salute. Like I'm That actually, actually means something. I'm actually, I'm looking up at, like, my my drawer. Well, my drawer, like, my, my platform of Mortal Kombat action figures right now. And I don't think I really understood till this moment just how much, just, just how much I consider the wind pose as a part of the character's identity. Because I've got, like... Looking at them right now, I've got, I've got MKX Katana in her MK2 win pose. I've got, like, uh, Shaolin Monk's sub with, like, a, his fist up in the air. I've got mm. Shaolin Monk's scorpion with his hands on his hips like it's MK2. <laughs> and th- 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 some, some of that shit should come back. I'll tell you what, you know what I like? You know what I like is that um, when they did the classic fatalities for MKX... And they even kept, like, the straight camera angle and the wind pose from the old yep. games. Like, yep. I want more of that as, like, that's an optional thing. Like, I want I want them to have, like, a big elaborate cinematic wind pose as the default. And then I do want there to be a way to also see the classic wind pose. Hell yeah. We have a Thanos cock. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you guys to wrap up on that. Let's go ahead and bring him on. It is blah, 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 Mr. C95. How you doing, bud? What do you got to say, Mr. C? 
You just unmute yourself. You should be good. He's muted. Can we unmute him? I, I don't think that? we can manually unmute him not to be muted. I'm trying. That's what's happening. <laughs> He's, he has the ability to talk. He just has to unmute himself. So, I mean, I don't know. Oh, there it is. Oh, here we go. Nope. Yep. What's up? Yeah. Hey, what's not, up? Not much, guys. Uh, I just want to add on to that discussion about the about the what, <laughs> the that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll get it. <laughs> hey, what do you got? <laughs> Don't we'll pressure the man. <laughs> Don't pressure him. No, no, cool. Take your time. You're good. This is good. Yeah, I don't know. You guys are just previously talking about the Wind poses? Yeah, wind poses and stuff like that. I think especially what uh what you guys were talking about about Sub Zero and his uh wind poses, they've just been really generic and really dull for characters such as him, especially someone who's supposed to be like the biggest guy next to next to Scorpion. Yeah. I don't know if that's like like you can only freeze the screen and punch it so many times before it starts to get old, you know? Yeah, I mean, as much as I'm a Johnny Cage fan. P, represent, fucking A. I don't hear that <laughs> enough these days. I like you. Yeah, thank you. You know what, Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage's win pose should be his old friendship. He should always, like, leave an autograph behind and walk off. <laughs> that would be a great win pose. Which is what they did in uh, X, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did they actually do I, rem that? I remember that. I, did they actually do sure that? Did. did he have one post where he, where, he, where he dropped an autograph and walked off? I don't think he walked off. Maybe because, like, I've. I've was it? Was no, that he just one signed. Or one of his finishers? I can't remember anymore. It was definitely Lions, <laughs> maybe? I don't remember him having a having a windpost where he just fucking walked off with an autograph or or had well, an autograph. I don't, he, I don't think he Wasn't walked dead. off. I think I think he does sign an autograph and then like drop it on the floor and the camera closes up on the autograph. But Smokeman says he signed it. Yeah. Now was that like only if you didn't kill the guy? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's like his his regular ass windpost. And he said I'd frame that. Thank you, Smokeman. And that's why I'm not that's remembering right. this because I can't let a fucking round pass without committing murder. <laughs> Sitting here, we're talking about these great wind poses, and I just murder. Ugh. Yeah, like there's a lot of shit you don't get to see if you always do the fatality and brutality. That's the thing; it wasn't always like that, man. We, we'd be able to like kill a dude, but he'd do the wind pose anyway. But now, because Actually, so speaking of wind poses, I play Liu Kang the most, so I see his a lot. He makes his Do animal you? like the big dragon, Do except you? out of fire. <laughs> and I, I kind of like that, because it reminds me of like that time that uh, Shang Tsung made the snake out of fire. Because he turned into a snake in 3, and then he made the snake out of fire in Deadly Alliance. So like, I just... I want some consistent lore about animalities <laughs> that's what <laughs> I i'm saying i know you were going with that now i see i was like like i want to i want to yeah. see them actually like canonize reptile do as a monkey people make animals out of fire or do they turn into the animals or do they have the power to do both like pick one and stick with it 
Well, what I was thought about Maldives is that either they should just have it around or they should just get rid of it because if you're not going to explain it canonically, then why have it at all? Just for. Well, yeah. I've yeah, always like, made like, it. First of all, like Nightwolf and Liu Kang. That should yeah, be what starts my, and ends. My first, my first rule would be not everybody can do them. There's no reason Cyrax should have the power to turn into a shark you or don't summon say sharks that. or make sharks out of energy. This it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit the character. What if Although the I shark do like was glowing green? It should not be a universal mechanic. It should just be that some people can turn into or summon or make animals as part of their character's power set. And I specify wanna... which characters those are, because clearly it makes sense for Nightwolf. He has the whole spirit wolf thing. It makes sense for Liu Kang. He turns into a dragon all the goddamn time. Scorpion is makes... a penguin. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, if I could summon a shark okay. with Cyrax, I'd play that character more. Like, that would be fun. Okay, admit admittedly, tell me you can't see this. It's MK3, right? They've all okay. retreated to Nightwolf's native, to Nightwolf's na native land. And he's advising them in his ancient mystic ways. And Johnny Cage, being the stupid white guy he is, what's my spirit animal? And Nightwolf walks up to him, puts his hand on his shoulder and says, you are a kangaroo. <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> so what you're asking for is the scene from Power Rangers the movie where uh, Johnny Young Bosch goes, I'm a frog. <laughs> Why not? Sure. Uh, All right. Well, thanks for coming okay on, Mr. C. <laughs> Yeah, appreciate it, dude. Always appreciate yeah. you listening and uh, tuning in. And uh, cheers, man. Take care. Love on you for coming. Yeah. Listen to us. Yep. All right. Well, with that, it looks like uh, we're free to wrap up the show. We'll, we'll. I still want to do the next episode as you know, taking questions probably more in depthly. So stack them up in the Discord for anybody that wants us to talk about something specific or something ridiculous, whatever the hell you want. And then hopefully we'll get some people on again. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And, uh, yeah, see you next time. Happy 2018 and all that good stuff. Happy New Year, folks. Yeah, I'm happy Peace. New Year. And, and happy New Year. <laughs> Don't sound so down, friend. That's a good year. 18 is a good number. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Are you making Coke again? We were just about to end the show. We're I all don't know what that sound is. I, I don't That's know you what you're hearing. Podcast. Ha 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 ha. Ouch.